for EdmontonOilers.com. You're listening to Oilers In-Depth, the podcast, with your hosts, Kate Pedersen and Tony Brar. Oh, man, does it ever feel good to hear that voice again? Mark Lewis introducing us to Oilers In-Depth, the podcast, and a pretty special mini-series. Can we call it a mini-series, Kate, uh, with the best of episodes coming up? This is going to be part one of three. Obviously, the great Kate Pedersen and myself, uh, Tony Brar here. Uh, thanks for making us a part of your Sunday or whenever day you're listening to this. Obviously, the world of sports coming secondary to everything else that's going on in the world right now. We hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy during this very unprecedented time. And of course, uh, we all do miss hockey and every other sport, but people's health and safety comes first. But we still have a podcast to do, Kate, which I'm still super excited about. We do. it. It's so nice to be back listening, hearing some sports and thinking about sports while we kind of navigate these unknown times. And I think... For me and my personal experience so far is that I'm starving for things to do while staying within the safe (laughs) boundaries laid out with self-isolation and quarantine and social distancing and all of our words of the day, I think, is the way it's trending. But to look back on what's already happened with so many unknowns in the future, it's just been such an exciting season. We've had the opportunity to put together some really fun podcasts. Yeah. And I think this is just a nice little special treat. You can go back and listen to them all in full. Yeah. Or if you just want to cleanse your palate for half an hour. Yeah. You, you, you listen don't, to you, the best ofs where we take you through the best moments. You know what I find this episode and the next two episodes uh, really embodying is it's like when you see it on Instagram right now where a lot of people are digging up old pictures of themselves because they have a little bit more time on their hands. They can't go to work physically. And that's basically what this is, right? We're, we're going through the best moments um, through this past season. And it's been a great season for us so far, Kate. We've had some wonderful guests ranging from Ethan Bear to Zach Cassian to Shane Sterrett and Stuart Skinner, Andreas Athanasiu, Caleb Jones. We're going to hear from all of them. All of them. Right now as uh, we're going to hear from current members of the Oilers in this version of the podcast. But Kate, I got to quickly ask you, what have you been doing? What have you been up to while you've been uh, self-isolated and quarantined? They're calling it the quarantine 15. And I feel it. <laughs> Is that I a real thing? Is that I real remember thing? <laughs> the freshman 15. It was a long time ago. It was a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> but I am power eating. What's I've gotten, the go-to? What's I've gotten the go-to? into the cheese. The cheese is my downfall. <laughs> I'm talking big blocks. Are we talking cheese short... slices or cheese blocks? No, no, no. I am a cheese connoisseur. I am a small <laughs> mouse. Old cheddar. I like the Armstrong blend these days. I was not okay. willing to dive into Costco. You can get Balderson there that is 12 out of 10. But so I do you just going... eat cheese? Like, Do you put anything just on it? Just cheese. Like... Sometimes I make a dip with cream cheese and salsa <laughs> and Tostitos. But for the I most part, it. it is just cheese. And that makes me even more grateful for the generosity of those in the fitness industry who have been offering online workouts. How great has that been, hey? It is, you know, it, I find that there's lots of times negative things to read on the internet. Twitter, of course, watching people not following social distancing can be disheartening. But then you flip through all of the positive things and it's pretty cool. I mean, I tweeted about a girl giving me cash in the grocery store when the debit machines crashed the other day. Okay. She didn't even say anything. 
She just handed me money knowing that the manager had just said, sorry, cash, or you wait until this goes back online. And she did that. And I just think there's a lot of little positive things popping up. And I think the generosity of the fitness industry, the music industry, playing, you know, Quarantunes, I saw a show (laughs) this morning. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of people doing different things now. And it's creative. Yeah, it's creative and it's expanding their skill sets. And and like you said, working out, my brother and I have been doing a little bit of insanity. I don't know if you remember that at all. See, I don't remember that, but I remember Billy Blanks, Tybo, and I feel like they're the same era. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. (laughs) We're going to swap workouts and post videos. You'll do Billy, I'll do insanity. (laughs) Done deal. But uh, just like how a lot of people have been reflecting around the world, uh, we get an opportunity to reflect on the season as mentioned. We're going to start off with the defenseman who's been making some splashes during this past season because nobody had him pegged in making the opening night roster for the 2019-2020 season. That being Ethan Bear. He's playing big minutes right now and he's really defying all odds in terms of the expectations placed upon him and the results that he's producing right now. So we're going to listen to Ethan Bear. He talks about the crazy training regimen that he went through. He stayed in Edmonton during the summer, Kate, and he really ramped up his off-season workout and had a strong training camp. And then a pretty funny story about how, how he was trying to get in contact with his dad, but his dad was working. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much because uh, we're going to hear from Ethan. Then also growing up uh, near his mother's store and rink in Saskatchewan. So without further ado, here is defenseman Ethan Bear. <laughs> Well, let's talk about your training camp because um, when did it become apparent that you have a realistic chance of making this roster? Because I was listening to the radio just a, just a couple of days ago, Ethan, and I, I heard, yeah, number 74, Ethan Bear. I don't think anybody had him pegged on this team coming into 2019-20. Yeah. So did, you talked about a chip on your shoulder from your upbringing, but did you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because you wanted to make your presence known? You know what? I'm Ethan Bear and I'm here to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, like I had like a really hard off season. I was focused the whole time. Um, you know, I was really dialed in on my, my nutrition and, um, you know, little details like, you know, getting, getting good night's rest and going to bed earlier, making sure I was ready for the day. Cause we usually work out early in the morning. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, little things like that. And then, uh, you know, coming around training camp, like, like I knew, like I wasn't going to be talked about a lot cause I didn't get called up and, um, I knew I was battling a lot of injuries, yeah. but like that stuff, like I knew, like you can't really focus on that stuff because like, that's just not what you can control. Right. So I was just, uh, I was going in, I knew I had as big of a chance to make this team as much as anybody. It yeah. just all depends on, you know, the, the results and how well I played on the ice. Like, uh, cause that's, that's pretty much the only thing that was going to affect my chances of, uh, making this team. So every practice, like whether they're, they're watching or not, and they're saying we we're getting evaluated or not, I was making sure I was doing everything right. Um, even while it was just a little drill, right? I was making sure I was doing every little detail, right? And just, um, you know, making sure I was showing up. And, you know, I, once I, I just got more, more confidence camp went on and, you know, I'm, you know, I think I did a couple of good things and, you know, I'm still here. So just got to keep it going. The day that you found out you made the team, uh, I think your dad had to wait all day to hear because yeah, he, was, he had yeah, no well, idea. Tell us a story about that. Uh, yes, yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's a little different. Um, uh, you know, went uh, after, you know, grabbed the phone, called my mom, let her know what happened. And, you know, she was, uh, you know, she she had the happy tears and, you know, she's all proud and everything. So that was, you know, that was another cool memory. But, um, yeah, then I tried to call my dad and uh, I was like, hey, like, I sent him a text. Like I said, hey, 
you know, call me when when you see this. And then I get call my mom, and I was like, hey, where's dad? And she's like, oh, he's he's in the mine right now. He's working. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, he's not gonna be out for like four or five hours because they're underground. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I just I just send him a text and said, hey, dad, like, you know, give me a. Uh, let me know when you're out of the mind so I can call you. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I think he kind of seen that text and he's like, what, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he calls me, what's going on? And yeah. I'm like, Oh, like, Hey dad. And you tell he's kind of anxious, you know, he's kind of serious, still not sure what to, how to react. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Hey dad, you know, and just, uh, just made the team. And then he just, you know, had a nice hoot and holler. Yeah. You could tell he had a weight off his chest and he was just all happy. That's and amazing. So that was, uh, you know, it was a good phone call. And, um, you know, it's it's uh you know it's funny to think that I had to wait five hours, six hours to tell him, but you know, it's uh he's a hardworking man, and you know, I'm pretty sure it made his day. Ethan, at what point in your life did you realize that hockey is going to be your career, like that you could make a legitimate living playing this game? Is it, was there a moment growing up in Saskatchewan? Or I, I honestly don't think there's like a moment where like I think like oh like I can make a living in this career. It's, it's more like just all I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. Like, you know, like growing up, like I was always like, like back, back home, they would just leave the rink open and we'd just be able to go and skate for free and just go and skate for hours. Like, so when school was over, like my rent, we owned a store on the reservation and, yeah. and I just leave my stuff in my mom's office. So I just walk over to the, to the store, which is about like hundred, hundred meters from, from the school. Then I walk to the rink, which wasn't far either. And I just, you know, after school, go grab a snack at the store, walk over, and I'd be there 4 p.m. to probably 10 p.m. Just wow. to, as long as there wasn't games or practices. But even when games and practices were going, we just leave our stuff in the dressing room and come back when it's when it's over, right? Wow. So it was just like, but like that's not just me. That was everybody. That was all the kids at at home. Like everyone played hockey. Like we'd have like games. You know, everyone throws their sticks in the middle, right? And yeah, we'd have like right. we'd have like games where it's like 20, 30 people trying to play on one team, and we just. <laughs> be going at it and then like yeah it was just like that's that's pretty much all we ever did well Tony we started the show talking about bad habits in isolation combined with good habits of fitness but I think I'm going to take some inspiration from what I heard from Ethan Bear now in this moment to uh, revamp the diet and lifestyle a little bit because uh, <laughs> we saw how it worked out for them. Who knew that this know? would be a motivational podcast? Like, who knew? It is motivational. <laughs> you know, a lot of hockey players are doing it. We heard firsthand from Ethan doing it. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I think, yeah, I'm going to trend in that direction. It's time to get on Insanity. Insanity. I'm telling you, it's dun, dun, worth dun. it. It's plyometrics and all that stuff. I think it's, I'm going to awesome. go with Ethan Bear's suggestions. <laughs> but you know what? There's another defenseman that, has been exciting to watch and and it's been exciting to follow his journey recently signing a two-year contract extension through the 21-22 season Caleb Jones he's been fun to watch and in the absence of Oscar Clefbaum with a shoulder injury he's been able to get some more experience some more minutes and he's sticking around and I think one of the highlights for me when anything happens on the ice related to Caleb Jones is opening Twitter because Amy (laughs) Jones, his mom, is often on fire. She's a star. Oh, she gets going, finds ways to fit it all in the character (laughs) limits. Yep. She does work on Twitter, but uh, we had the chance to talk to him about what it would be like in his first game playing against Seth, how Amy would handle that situation. And also, I think one of the coolest parts of our conversation with him was talking about the unique opportunity to be trending towards playing in the NHL and having your brother already in the NHL as a role model and now 
playing in the NHL and how that relationship has evolved to have Seth as a role model on a similar playing field. So we'll send you right now to the best of with Caleb Jones. Well, you talked about uh, guys that you played against and played with. You played against Yamo and Junior. You played with them and others uh, in Bakersfield. But Columbus is here in a few weeks. And obviously, your brother is uh, an anchor on that back end. What would it be like to play against your brother in an NHL game? Uh, that would be awesome. You know, I, I missed him last year. I wasn't able to stay up long enough. But, you know, hopefully this year I'll still be here. And, you know, hopefully I, keep, I can try to keep playing well and getting better. And if I'm able to, uh, to play against them, uh, it'll be awesome. I'm sure my mom will be here. She'll be all over Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what she'll be doing. Your mom is Twitter famous. She'll be all over Twitter. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. She's going to have some jersey made, half Edmonton, half Columbus. But uh, it'll be a great moment just, you know, you know, taking a pitch with them. And then once the game starts, if he's going to try to come down on me, I, I would try to get a piece of him. <laughs> oh, of course. That's, but, you know, it, it would be fun, obviously, to be able to play a guy that I've, I've looked up to for so long. It seems like he's keeping you humble on Twitter. But, but behind the scenes, what's he been like as a support for you? everything you know I you know I've tried to emulate the way I play you know by the way he plays I've trained with him I, I've seen things he does you know his workouts I've seen him come in the league and grow from a you know a rookie who was you know maybe playing 13-15 minutes his first year now he's you know a guy competing for the Norris every year playing 27 minutes a night so I've seen him you know grow and it gives me confidence that you know when you come in the league it takes a little bit of time but you can grow into you know a really good player in this league if you just keep working at it and, and stick with it so you know, I just, I always watch his work habits and how hard he works. And that's something I've tried to emulate. You know what, Kate? I just had an idea. I think when we can, our next guest should be Amy Jones. How great would that podcast be? We might get an eye roll from Caleb. <laughs> but that but would be a, a tremendous, have you met her? Have you ever had the chance to meet her? I have not met her. I saw her from a distance she in Dallas. She is just full of energy. Amy, if you're listening, because <laughs> we know you are, <laughs> yeah. call us. Uh, Caleb Jones, of course, making an instant impact, as Kate mentioned uh, before hearing the best of from the Caleb Jones podcast, uh, but from one one young player donning the oil silks to a couple of goaltenders hoping to don the oil silks, whenever that might be, uh, would be Shane Sterrett and Stuart Skinner down on the farm in Bakersfield. They've been representing the Condors uh, in the crease all season long, but it's always interesting, Kate, to me that two goaltenders who are fighting for one spot on the ice, fighting for spots really, and still finding a way to be friends and turning it into almost like a friendly competition, even though it's really their livelihoods that they're really going out there competing for. But uh, both Shane Sterrett and Stuart Skinner seem to have figured it out. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes to character on top of everything else. And also, I think maturity in that that's the best way to embrace the situation. There's nothing they can do to change it focus on their own game but at the same time you want you're spending a lot of time around these guys a lot of time it's a busy season especially down in Bakersfield on the buses and I think it speaks to the maturity of the group down in Bakersfield and and their program and and what they're doing down there to approach it in that way yeah and uh, ultimately the more competitive the battle the more competitive the team and you use the right word uh, character not only on the ice but off the ice as well because these guys are hilarious they're so funny together uh i had the pleasure of uh, sitting down with them down in bakersfield uh both guys actually talk about their experience in the nhl during call-ups well for shane sterrett 
It was an extended look during training camp at the beginning of the 18-19 season. And oil country, if you remember, that's when the Oilers began the season overseas. So Shane Sturt was around the team for all of that and then came back and was sent down to the Bakersfield Condors while Stuart Skinner got a call up earlier this year on an emergency basis. Both of us reflect on their NHL experiences and then also being friendly competitors with each other, not only on the ice, but also, get this, Kate, on Xbox. So without further ado, here's the best of from Shane Starrett and Stuart Skinner. Both of you guys had unique experiences with the Oilers. Of course, with the NHL training camps, you guys are always up in Edmonton. But Shane, you got an extended look last training camp and uh, you even made the trip to Europe with the team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so maybe describe what that experience was all like for you and just being around the guys. Uh, yeah, it was a fun experience to be a part of. And uh, the, the guys are real nice to me and real welcoming. When I, when I got there, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew I was going there as kind of the third emergency goalie and, you know, they told me, you, know, you might not be practicing much and, you know, just, just take it all in and see, see what it's like at this level, how people manage themselves, how they handle themselves. So it was a good experience to kind of see from that aspect. And one of the, one of the nice guys there was uh, Cam Talbot. He came up to me kind of day one. It was like, you know, just, just take it all in. You know, this is a once in a lifetime experience that you're being a part of and, you know, don't be shy. Just, just have some fun here. Cause you know, you're, you're the third goalie, but you know, you might never get this chance again. So just take it in and just just learn from it. And that's kind of what I did. And it was a good experience and it was a fun one to be a part of. I, I, I can definitely see that. And, and Stuart, you were called up on an emergency basis this yeah. year. So what was that whole experience like? It was super cool. It was uh, a little bit nerve wracking as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, tons of emotions kind of going through. It was after one of the games, Jay called me in and he was like, you know, this is one of the best parts of being a coach. And he said, you're getting called up and um you know make sure that you're ready you know who knows what's uh, gonna happen so uh the next morning woke up pretty early flew over to vancouver and uh, which is really cool you know being able to go to canada in december for me i mean thinking that i was going to be in america the whole year and yeah. um either you know being in bakersfield so uh kind of called my parents and they're super happy everyone was texting me and it was super uh, super exciting moment and then going in the dressing room Kind of just, you know, trying to take it all in, just like he said. Uh, you know, the guys were great. Everyone was, you know, coming up to me and, uh, you know, talking to me. They Obviously, like, from training camps and stuff, you get to see them and whatnot. So, you know, just saying, uh, saying hellos and kind of just watching them prepare for a big game. You know, obviously, it's a huge game playing against Vancouver. So, you know, it was a lot of fun playing sewer ball with them and kind of doing my warm-up and seeing how other people – make sure that they're ready, uh, you know, for the start of a game. So it was a super, super cool experience. How would you guys describe your guys' relationship, especially uh, in, in a position as unique as a goaltender? Only one goaltender could be in the net at once. Uh, maybe describe your guys' relationship on and off the ice. Uh, I mean, we're, we're uh, close to each other. We're, we're friendly. Like you said, you know, we play play Xbox together. and, <laughs> and uh, But, you know, we both have a competitive side to us, and we know we're fighting for the same spot. But... That doesn't mean, you know, we're going to be putting each other down or there for each other. And we want to we want to earn a spot where you have to earn over the other guy, not him lose it. So we want to see the other person succeed because that'll, that'll just push each other to get better each day. And, you know, I, I know he's saying the same thing. You know, he wants to play games and I want to play games, but only one of us can play at a time. But uh, that doesn't detract from the fact that, you know, we're, we're friends and we have some fun together. 
while we talked about it before, the character that they've built down there, the friendships that they've built, being friends, competing for jobs, and just having fun playing hockey. Now, there's a guy that knows a lot about having fun and playing hockey, but he's done most of it for another team. The Oilers giving up two second-round picks and Sam Gagne at the trade deadline for the addition of Andreas Athanasiu. Now, we had the chance to meet him pretty quickly. I mean, he joined the team on the road. But when he came back to Rogers' place, he was generous with his time right off the bat. So we already like him. But uh, we talked a little bit about integrating into a new room in the midst of a stretch drive to try to make the playoffs. You know, that's that's a unique situation. And he had to pack up and move to a different country at that. One he's familiar with. But... You know, moving on the fly, we got some of those logistical inside scoop bits, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, talking about the opportunity to play with Connor McDavid, a guy yeah. that came in highly touted for his speed and getting the opportunity right off the bat to play with Connor, with Tyler Ennis. And uh, that's what we talk about here with one of the newest members of your Edmonton Oilers, Andreas Athanasiu. So far, a line with Tyler and with Connor McDavid Connor, who obviously his skill set, a lot of people would really like the opportunity to play with him. And you didn't really have much time to think about it, just thrown right in. What's it been like trying to build that chemistry on the fly and then now getting home, taking a breath and having the practice? Yeah, I think, uh, well, today was our first real practice together. And like you said, it's happened so quick and you got to build that chem quick. But, you know, when you're dealing with a player like that, you know, he's best player in the world so it uh, makes the transition pretty easy you know he's out there and you know he opens up a lot of ice and you get a feel for him real quick and you know I was fortunate enough uh, to uh, actually watch a lot of Edmonton games back home in Detroit uh, he's one of, one of my favorite players to watch so it's uh, it's pretty exciting to get to play with him and uh, you know he's made it uh, pretty easy out there and you know, even Tyler's been real good he's you know he's a lot of fun to play with he's got a tremendous amount of skill that I you know I knew he was really good but uh, after you know playing with him and skating with him the last few days uh you know his skills up there too it's real real nice so it's uh, both those guys are real fun to play with were you always the fastest in your age group growing up and where did the speed even come from is that something that you work on every every day like take us through because the guys like me i can't even i can't even edge work properly <laughs> yeah. let alone speed well i always uh you know from a young age i always wanted to uh to go fast uh, if you could say that um i remember just being a little kid and having my dad going on the ice with my dad and we'd skate and we'd go around the turn and he'd kind of give me like a little slingshot and I tried to go as fast as I could. So it's, uh, you know, I always liked going fast and even with other sports, you know, I did a lot of track and soccer and basketball growing up and, you know, I think speed's always been a part of it, but, um, you know, I worked really hard to, you know, maintain and try to always get better at it. And, you know, I realized that it's something that I had and I knew that if I worked really hard, it could, uh, you know, get better. While we've seen him play nine games for the Oilers, and if you have the chance to go back and listen to the podcast with Andreas Athanasiu in full, he's just such a down-to-earth guy. And a cool tidbit for you, we'll spoil it a little bit, is that his girlfriend is an LPGA golfer. So yeah, that is crazy. When he plays, from what we understand, it's a bit of a clinic. <laughs> he says she's better than he is. But as we know, with most hockey players who play the game of golf in the off yeah. season, 
They're actually really good at golf. I think it's the competitive nature and the attention to detail, but I haven't met a hockey player that didn't play good golf. But talk about a power couple. Wow. I mean, an LPGA Tour girlfriend. Who also helped him pack last minute and move everything. Like they, like... You know, those people, they can do everything. Like, I guarantee both of them are good at all sports. They're both highly intelligent. Like, those are the people that we strive to be. And uh, it was the talent. It was such a pleasure talking to, like Kate mentioned, one of the newest members of the Edmonton Oilers. But one guy who has been in oil country for a few years now and has really cemented his spot with a shiny new four year contract with the club is Zach Cassian. And one of the highlights this year, Kate, has been number 44 has been the focal point in the Battle of Alberta. Safe to say it's reunited, isn't it? I think he's the spark that ignited <laughs> the flame. Yeah, I Can think. We call him that? <laughs> I like that. There you go. But yeah. uh, no, you mentioned the contract extension. And when I asked the guys in the room about Zach Cassian and what he means to the club and what that extension meant, most of the focus, the commonality from all of the answers was what he does to the room and that spark that he brings to the room, the passion, the intensity, but in a yeah. good way. Yeah, of course. And and just what he does to fire up the group. There's different leadership styles, and yeah. I think his is embedded in, in raw honesty yeah. and just a true love for the game and a, lo- a zest for life. I know that sounds cheesy, but... Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever been in a room with him, it is just, he is just a character. Yeah, yeah. And you, it right. just rubs off on you, 100%. that positive energy. That's right. There's this aura about him. Like when he walks in the room, like it's his room. He's yeah. going to laugh at us for yeah. all these things. <laughs> yeah. We might never live them down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did actually ask me how everything turned out after the podcast. And I was like, I don't know, you're... Uh, Numbers are getting up there, Cass, you know, so it's probably already gone to his head. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, he talks about the Battle of Alberta here uh, in just a few moments. Also talks about the 2017 playoffs. Could that be maybe a preview of later on this season if season does go into the playoffs or not? Of course, that's being up in the air. But also, we'll maybe talk about the next time he makes the playoffs did the chops come back? I was a big fan of the chops, Kate. What were your thoughts on the chops? How are you feeling about that? I have to put myself in Cassandra's shoes. Oh, really? And just really? say, poor Cassandra. <laughs> but on that same note, I'm being very hypocritical because when Movember rolled around, yeah. watching the evolution of <laughs> Cassian's facial hair might have been the highlight of the whole month for me. <laughs> yeah. So I feel for her. I'm sorry, Cassandra, because we know what's potentially coming. Yeah, they're they're filthy, but how can you not love looking at that? I can't keep a straight face, yeah. but bring back the chops. I'm on Team Chops. <laughs> well, we'll find out if the chops are coming back. Here is Zach Cassian. This year, obviously, a bit of a rekindling of the rivalry with the Battle of Alberta. How fun is that to be a part of and, and to just see these two teams, but more so these two fan bases just get involved in it and, and embrace all of it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think through through the years, through the past decade, the, the games didn't mean so much and the Battle of Alberta wasn't, it was still the Battle of Alberta, but it, it served no relevance in the sense. And uh, now that both teams are fighting for the playoffs and both teams are getting better and both teams are on the uprise, I think it's created some extra buzz every time we play them. And 
Uh, I think the rest of Canada, the rest of North America is starting to realize how passionate of a fan base um, Alberta is, not just Edmonton, but Calgary as well. Uh, they support their teams. Um, they live and die by their team. <laughs> They're not a Edmonton fan. They swear by Calgary, vice versa. It's it's pretty crazy, but it's fun to be a part of. And we, we talk about it. It'd be pretty cool to, to get them first round in the playoffs, I think, for for hockey in general. But just for the, the province of Alberta, it would be uh, some exciting hockey for sure. Speaking of a buzz, I wasn't here for it, but uh, 2017, a pretty exciting year. How do you describe that playoff run for someone who maybe wasn't here or even for the fans that were a part of it? Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was insane. I played in the playoffs briefly in Vancouver, I think one round, but I'll never forget and a lot of all the, the guys in there that uh, that played in that, that series and played in that playoffs. When we came out for warm-up, game one of the playoffs, it was sold out. Everyone was in their seats. Everyone was shaking the glass. Everyone was cheering. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. And uh, it's like the Edmonton fans flicked a switch. I heard, I kept hearing from their, what, 08 run when they made it to the finals? Was 06. It 06? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this place is crazy. This place is crazy. You just wait, just wait. And uh, once the playoffs started... This place was so loud. It was it was outrageous. The energy in the building that trickled down to the players. It was second to none. It was a lot of fun, and we ended up pretty successful. We were one with one one win away from the conference finals, which uh, was uh, was a bummer. But getting that taste of what it was like in the in the city and around around the rink and the buzz definitely makes you want to get back there. And I think we're on the right track this year. But it's tough to really put into words um, the energy in the building. Uh, it's pretty pretty surreal. It's pretty fun. Now, uh, obviously, the the crowd was loud and the fans were were at their best during the playoffs. But uh, you also saw a lot of chops in yeah. the crowd as well because you decided <laughs> to rep the chops. Take us through the decision of going with the yeah, chops. Yeah, it's something I did in junior hockey uh, with the Windsor Spitfires, <laughs> and we ended up winning the Memorial Cup. So it was fun. And you make it to the playoffs. You work so hard. You finally get there. Uh, you want to have fun with it. You know, the nice weather's out. The fans are, fans are getting into it. And as players, we enjoy it. That's what we work hard for. That's why we play the game is to, to get in the playoffs and have a shot at the Stanley cup. So, uh, I just like to have some fun with it. It ended up being a home run with the fans in Edmonton. <laughs> they had some fun with it, which is awesome. And I plan on doing the same thing this year. So it's a lot of fun and Hopefully they, they can grow a little so, bit longer so if we have a longer run. Back yeah, the chops will definitely be back. <laughs> what a guy. He is just such an energy and so much fun to talk to. And uh, probably, just going to drop a subtle hint, probably worth going back and listening to that podcast yeah. on his own. Oh, yeah. We know most people have a little bit of extra time on their hands <laughs> right now, so... Highly recommend that as a fulfilling way to spend it because we didn't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you might not stop laughing and maybe that's what you need right now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, all of these podcasts have been great so far this year. Of course, getting the opportunity and talking to the current Edmonton Oilers. Um, uh, it's always fun just going a few layers deep rather than seeing what's on the outside and just always talking about hockey, just getting to know the people um, that play on this team, not the players that play on this team. I think that's a big, uh, a, a big eye opener in some facets of life. And speaking of layers deep, we also did some podcasts with Oilers alumni. Oh yeah. So that's where we're going next week. So you'll have to stay tuned. It's the best of Oilers alumni podcasts. And 
Tony, there's something special about listening to a guy removed from his career. Yeah, that's right. Reflecting on his career because they've had a chance to let it sink in. Yeah. To, to really relish in how special it was. But I think this is a, a bit of a spoiler, but I think arguably the best part is they get candid. The filter comes off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess you're alluding to strutty. Maybe a little <laughs> bit of struts, a little bit of struts. <laughs> Hint, hint, maybe go check out that podcast. But you know what? I mean, that was the biggest laughs. There is no yeah. filter. They're not answering to anyone, and the stories come out. So if you are a fan of hearing some of those old school stories about the good old days, uh, maybe stories about some of your favorite players of the past, uh, and also stories about what they're doing now, because I think the cool part of a lot of Oilers alumni is how involved they are in the community. So there's my... Sweet and sentimental bit. Can't wait to for it. send you off. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Oilers In Depth, the podcast. The best of with some of our current Oilers. And stay tuned next week as we head back in time with some Oilers alumni.